Bang bang. You need to get your whole sports betting steez sorted the F out. I know what you guys are doing sitting at home on your couch. You know, your sports betting apps open. Putting on putting on multis with 25 legs. What is this? A fucking centipede or something? No, bruh. Millipede? Get fucked. We don't need that many legs. You need to bet smarter, not harder. You feel me? Shout out to Gary V with very vague statements. Conning all these people into believing that he's helping improve their lives. Fuck that. We're really helping improve. Bet with Joel. Sign up to Bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive 5-0. And then you're getting all the sports betting advice sent to you. You don't need to do the research. Joel has an app. You download the app. And he's just he's gonna send in what what bets to take. How much of your bankroll to bet on that bet? Which bookmaker has that bet at the best odds and why he thinks he's got the edge on the bookmaker? You guys are over there, you know, getting mad. What? Getting mad that eight legs didn't come through on a 55 leg multi. What? You're not gonna hit it, dude. Bet with Joel, plays the long game. Numbers don't lie. Go to his Instagram account, bet with Joel. He's got graphs and everything showing you the trend of the Bet With Joel service. So sign up to Bet With Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref, that's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty, P-O-D-D-Y. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50, potty exclusive 5-0 for 50% off your first week subscription. That's fantastic. Subscription services never offer 50% off, but if you listen to the Welcome to the Potty podcast and you've got that, that little code there, woo-wee, 50% off. All right, believe that. Enter that. I think my printer just made, you know, some sounds while I'm trying to do trying to do ad reads. Betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Code potty exclusive 50 for 50% off. Also supported by Phoenix Fitness. FNX Fitness. Now we're we're in summer season. We're already here. So if your body is looking all fucked up like mine, that's your problem. You didn't have enough self-discipline to get in shape before summer. So now you have to go, you have to go to the fucking beach wearing a shirt like me. You're getting in the water. You're embarrassed of your body. Who needs sunscreen when you've got long sleeve t-shirts? And that's what that's what you have to do if you're going to be sitting around there looking all sloppy because you didn't get involved with Phoenix Fitness in time. Get your creatine, get your protein, get your get all your supplements, get your <clears throat> get your vitamins. You're gonna be looking way better if you get involved with Phoenix Fitness. Hit the Instagram link in the uh, Welcome to the Potty Instagram bio. Or hit the link in the episode description of this Welcome to the Potty podcast episode and enter promo code WTTP. That stands for Welcome to the Potty. Promo code WTTP for 15% off all orders. Fantastic. That is beautiful. If you just want to support the show straight up, just go to welcometothepotty.com. Go to the store page. Buy yourself a Welcome to the Potty Butter Soft unsourced t-shirt. And these these shirts are so soft, bro so fucking soft I'm telling you this 
I um I wouldn't wear it while driving because it's so soft you might fall asleep right in. Okay, you don't want to fall asleep while driving. They tell you to do this. They tell you to drink coffee while you drive when you're doing long trips or play loud music or have the windows down. You know, that fresh cold air hitting you in the face. Now, you're gonna have to do that on a short trip if you're wearing a Welcome to the Potty Unsourced t-shirt because these motherfuckers are soft, bro. Soft. You ever heard of cashmere? Feels like that ain't it. Much cheaper than cashmere. Get around it. All right? Now I think all we've got left to do is start the fucking show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the party, bung bung! It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI of podcasts and the captain, the fucking Chris Kringle of this shit. It's December. Yes, we're doing Christmas this year. Last year, I don't know if you guys remember, we had a big Christmas thing at our house. Too much stress. You know what? I'm, I'm, I don't mean to sound like a Grinch, but I'm kind of tired of Christmas. I'm tired of spending money on everybody. And I don't have a naughty or nice list, so I don't really know. I don't even know if all these people fucking deserve the shit that I'm giving them. You know? I don't have a, a snow globe that I can look into and witness a kid, you know? tripping over old people at traffic lights. I don't know if that's what's going on. So I'm going cheap on the family this year, except for Rachel. Cause I, I'm around Rachel every day. I've got a good idea of how naughty or nice she is. And she's pretty nice, you know? Unless she's been successfully cheating on me on the low, which I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that's happening. So she gets a good gift. Her gift is, is lit. Um, she doesn't listen to the show. So I could probably safely tell her, tell you, what the gift is, but just in case, I fucking won't. Just in case, it'd be irresponsible for me to do that. But yeah, man, I'm tired of Christmas. Take it, dude, I save up all year. You know, I start a couple businesses here and there. Yes, we're starting businesses. You understand that? Bung, bung, bean, shout out. Shout out to myself for starting that. Um, You know, my, 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 my savings goes into that mostly. And then like, you know, I can only save a little bit here and there and then bang, it's Christmas and rah, rah. I'm spending all my fucking savings on other people who then get me things that, that sometimes I'm like, mm, I would have preferred cash. And then I'm like, if I would have preferred cash and I spent cash on you, why don't we just not get each other gifts for Christmas? Why don't we just get together and have them meals? Or why don't we just do Kris Kringle so we only have to buy one fucking gift? I'm over it, bro. And yeah, I sound like a poor person right now, dude. But I'm doing quite well. Believe that. All right? I eat good. <laughs> you think I'm going to go and buy some fucking blade steak? Nah, son. Wagyu. You feel me? Oh, we got chicken strips on the appetizer list? And that's... That's sitting above oysters. Best believe I'm buying those fucking oysters, bruh. I'm doing fine. But it's Christmas and I don't really want to buy the whole fucking neighborhood fucking presents. <clears throat> you know? And then like, and then you, 
then then the guilt because you're like fuck this this year i'm just getting motherfuckers a block of chocolate you know six bucks and that's an expensive block of chocolate right here here everybody you got the same thing no one can be jealous of anyone else and then all of a sudden someone's given me you know like a fucking a voucher for for new tires brand new tires that's expensive bro sometimes you can be spending four or five hundred dollars on new tires and then everyone's like this motherfucker got us chocolate we can't take back that voucher and then i'm sitting over there like damn this is awkward i can't wait to go home and then it doesn't become about family anymore it becomes about reciprocity reciprocating gift value and you know you can instantly <clears throat> the beauty of chocolate is you can instantly enjoy that hold on i've got something going on in my throat right now i haven't talked all day and it's already it's 10 52 a.m and i haven't talked i haven't said a word today so oh, get that water down there see if we can <clears throat> see if we can i don't have i don't i'm not sick i'm healthy bro i'm healthy and i'm wealthy i'm not wealthy bro i'm well off appreciate the level that i'm at do i want more yeah no no not even not even i just wish i could get the money that i've got now doing just what i want to do instead of doing work for other people you feel me if this podcast was the only thing i did right and i was at this level of wealth bang bang happiest dude on the planet all right bingo jones that's what they'd start calling me They'd be like, isn't his name Claiborne at McMath? How do you get the nickname Bingo Jones? And they'd be like, because he always wins. Bingo! You feel me? So, yeah, man. So that's, you know, I've got some gripes for Christmas this year. That's all. But, uh, man, I've, you know, I think I've got some good gifts coming in as well. Just quietly. Oh, and also, we're adults, bruh. We're adults. And Rach was talking about like, are we getting each other gifts from Santa as well? I was like, what? No, I already got you a dope gift from Claiborne. She's like, nah, let's do Santa as well. I was like, fuck. And guess what? She's going to get a $6 block of chocolate from Santa Claus. Because fuck that, bro. I'm off that. I'm off that. And I already know what my Christmas present is from Santa. It's a, it's a calendar. And that, and honestly, if she spent more than $6 on a calendar, like that's on her, you know? So that's, yeah, I got Christmas props and also, you know, broken home came up in a broken home. When you get older and you can drive and you got Christmas at two houses, you don't even get to drink because you got to drive all over the city. <coughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. I don't know what's going on in the old throat today. Probably PK probably came back from London or some shit and, you know, dropped a cloud of fucking coronavirus over the city of Adelaide and I've probably got it sitting in my, in my neck, my gullet. But, um, what was I saying? Who fucking knows, bro? Something about Christmas. Dude. Oh yeah, dude, my first Christmas with Rach. My dad was living in Adelaide still, right? So I had breakfast with mom and my stepdad's family, right? Drive to dad's, do, do lunch there, and then drive to Rachel's family. And it's like, okay, so all I did all day was fucking drive, bro. I'm off that. 
Oh, man, I'm off that. I'd love to spend Christmas with my dad because I haven't seen him since December last year, right? This time last year, I think I saw him. But like, um, everyone else, I see you throughout the year and it's, and it's all in and it's gravy. Why do I need to force it on Christmas, bro? I'm not even religious. Christ mass, bro. So that means Christmas is you're supposed to go to church and do mass for Christ because it's his birthday or some shit, bro. And you want me to engage in that? Yeah, I want presents. Send them to me. Ever heard of Amazon, bro? Send the present to my house and give me a phone call at most, but a text will be just fine. You know? Christmas, overrated, bro. Do I like the time off from work? Yes. Yes. But do I need to force joy and cheer for everyone around me in a year full of just misery and disappointment? Dude, you remember Kobe died, right? What are we doing? What are we celebrating? Jesus? Pretty sure he's fictitious, dude. I like Kobe. Hey, you start up a Kobe mass, bro. And I'll go to church all day. Oh, don't. I'll go to church all fucking day for Kobe, bro. You want me to go to church for Jesus? I don't know if I'm down with that. Also, we don't go to church on Christmas. I'm just saying this is a holiday that we're forcing. We're forcing people to engage in this. Bro, why, bro? I just want to, bro, sometimes I just want to sit back and finally get some time to my fucking self. You guys are looking at the screen right now like, uh, Clay, you are by your fucking self. No, motherfucker, I'm with you. I'm with you right now. We're sharing this moment together as we speak. Think about that. Think about how beautiful that is. I'm not by myself, dude. You think I do this for me? I do this for you, bro. Like I said, I'm still doing a, <clears throat> I'm still doing a full-time job. You think I'm doing this for me? I don't get, I don't get fuck all money for this, bro. You think I'm doing this for me? Come on now. We're together right now. My voice is going into your ear ducts, bro. My oratory skills are going into your, you know, um, your, your listening flaps, you know, going right in there and we're connecting and that's beautiful, bro. And you guys are thinking, well, why don't you just take that same approach for Christmas? You know, you got, it's a beautiful thing. You can connect with the family, Rachel's family, everyone's families, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so, dude, but. At what cost? How many presents does a motherfucker have to buy? You know? How many presents does an mf have to be, bro? You feel me? So that's my gripes this year, dude. I'm just thinking like, I'm just thinking, bro. Like, they really, everyone's really like, that's the thing, bro. What are you doing for Christmas? And you know what? I, I just wish I could just say, bro, nothing, man. Having a little bit of, little bit of C and R time, playing Rage and G, little GG. GG, she was sleeping with me, sleeping uh, next to me on the couch just moments ago. 
And that was a beautiful, and that was a beautiful thing. And I'd like to do that for Christmas. Have my massive dog who thinks she's, she thinks she's like a little Jack Russell. She thinks she's a lap dog. And I want her to sit on my lap for Christmas. No Bruno. I mean, no, you know, no, no, um, what do they call it? Bestiality. No, no beast, bro. But just low key, man. I just want a low key Christmas for once. Everyone plays this shit up. Everyone treats this shit like, like it's really, dude, I've got so many dead friends and family members whose birthdays I don't treat like this Jesus guy who I never met. That's all I'm trying to say. That's the point I'm trying to say is like, we got real relatives and friends that's, that's buried, bruh that we don't do this for on their birthdays. How come I don't get five days off for Tori's birthday, bro? You know? Uncle Herb. How come I don't get five days off for his birthday? Who I actually care about and would go to church for, bro? Kobe. You know? Never, I don't, I don't even know Kobe, but I care more about Kobe's birthday, dude. Okay? That's all I'm saying. And if you're religious, you probably turned it off already. And that's fine, dude. You and I, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't send the same message. But, I, you know, I'm not trying to censor Christmas, dude. I'm not a fucking, I'm not a snowfla snowflake liberal just trying to take away everyone's rights, you know. Not allowed to say what you want to say anymore, bro. It's just jokes. Most of it's just jokes. I'll tell you what I'm serious about, though. Jesus' birthday ain't that important to me. That's all I'm saying. And that's what I've been saying for at least, you know, fucking almost 15 minutes. <laughs> what? I don't even know if that's what I meant to really come in here talking about today. Man, I finally got up on stage this week, twice in one week. Wednesday night, a new open mic opened in Adelaide at Legends Bar, bro. Uh. And I said, bar, bruh. It sounded like I was talking about a lady named Barbara. And I keep talking about ladies on this podcast. Helen Reynolds last week, Barbara this week. Who knows who it is next week? Let's get this triple B in me. Bung, bung, bean. Oh, and it makes you feel good. Makes you feel good. You know how sometimes you have a coffee, get a bit lightheaded maybe? Maybe you get some head spins like you just had a cigarette. Yeah, that's dirty bean, bro. This is a clean bean. This shit gives you that focus. This is that, this is that real executive bean. It makes you focus in. It's almost like, remember Limitless, Bradley Cooper? This is the bean that Limitless was based on. Think about that. Bung bung bean, bung bung coffee.com. Hit that up. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, my gigs. So that went pretty well. I did some new shit. Oh no, I mixed some old with some new on Wednesday. Then while I was there, this dude and I, I'll name him. His name's Peter. All right, and he's listened to the potty before. He's he's told me that. So I don't I don't mean I don't no disrespect to Peter, but he he invited me to do a gig last night, Friday night. Um, and he was like, "You available Friday?" And I was like, "Let me check." And I checked, and I was. So he's like, "Yeah, come do this gig." And I was like, "All right, I need you know I need the stage time. Let's do it." And um, 
Uh, so I commit to the gig and then he sends me the details on the day of um, where I'm going and what it is. And it's at this Italian lodge. And I'm thinking lodge like Masonic lodge. I'm thinking it's just going to be a bunch of old men. So I, I'll start writing jokes about the difference in like uh, generations and age gaps and things like that. I, I, I wrote about seven minutes on cocaine and two minutes on like homosexuality and and how <laughs> and how like um these people are in a secret men's club that that tells no secrets all right so i was going in there to really ruffle some feathers and um i get there and it's a real family affair i got no heads up about this and there's children and shit and i'm sitting i'm standing there i'm looking at the crowd and i'm like holy shit like i've got seven minutes of cocaine and two minutes of homosexuality and uh this just isn't going to work so i just sat there i tried to sit there quietly and think about my old like my older stuff that might be a bit more relatable but still like remember this is a room full of italians and i'm a black guy talking about being black and you know got a bunch of these wops <laughs> fucking staring at me like what and you know i took all the swear words out you know i still had a joke about jizz and um you know what else being black cops you know cops beating up black people and you know this is what i'm talking about uh i, I still did all right i still did all right but there was a few blank faces on a couple of my punchlines i'm like jesus christ and i didn't say jesus christ in there because you know it's christmas at the same time as being around a bunch of Italians who I can only assume are all re like overly religious, got full back tats of, you know, cruci crucifixes or crucify. What's the plural of crucifix? Crucifixes or cruci crucify? Because crucify is just the singularity, but so is moose, you know, or sheep. You don't say sheeps. There's one sheep. You know, there's one sheep and there's two sheep and three sheep. You crucify somebody on a crucifix or you crucify 10 people on 10 crucify. Is that right? Think about that. Think about that. That's grammar. That's language. Words. Dictionary. Synonym. Thesaurus. You know? Um, what, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. And this dude, Peter, he, he, he means well. He means well. And uh, he's an older gentleman and, you know, older people, they, just, they, like, they like talking. And this guy, he's got a radio show on uh, Radio Italia or whatever in Adelaide. I've been on the show. He loves talking. This is what he does. And he, he says... Clay, this is going to be a really good experience for you. And I'm like, first off, by the way, this is, this is not a professional comedian by any means. I actually believe I've been doing comedy for longer than this guy, but go ahead. Go ahead and tell me, tell me why this is going to be a great experience for me. And he says, well, there's a stage here. And I'm like, yes. And he goes, yes. So you can get a bit of experience um, doing comedy on a stage. 
And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Because I do comedy on a stage exclusively, bro. You know, Wednesday night at this new place, I don't think there was a stage. I think it was a floor and a couple of these other random gigs around town. But like, you know, Rhino Room, stage, Giggles, stage, Cranker Comedy, stage. What are you talking about, bro? I've been on a stage many times. What are we, what are we doing? So that was the first thing. And then he starts telling me that you've got to hold the microphone near your mouth. And I'm like, yeah, are you confused? I was thinking like, yo, you invited me here. I'm Clay McMath. You invited me on Wednesday after a gig where you saw me use a microphone. I know how to use a microphone, bro. What are we doing? What are we doing? You know, I was just getting a bit frustrated. I didn't express my frustration. I was... I kind of did, I, I, you know, I kind of did. I was like, yes, Peter, yes, yes. You know, what are we doing? You know, like, wild. Wild, bro, but, uh, you know, he means well, dude. He wants you to, do, he's trying to give advice. I believe that he was, he was trying to be like a, like an elder. He was trying to, you know, Mr. Miyagi, he was trying to hand down the, the fucking, the advice. But it's like, you've got to be a master to start giving advice. Like, I'm not going out, starting out a comedy course. First off, I've done, a, I have done a comedy course and I know a few people that run them, okay? Listen. I think if you can't figure it out from watching it, you, you shouldn't do it. I've paid money to do it and from someone that I really enjoy, who's his company, I think he's a good man. I don't think, I don't think I needed to do it, bro. I, honestly, honestly. Um, if you don't, if you don't understand what looks good on stage and what doesn't and what, and you can't teach funny to begin with, all right? You just can't teach funny. But if you, if you're somebody who goes up on a stage and doesn't move the mic stand and you're walking around behind a mic stand, well, you're, You've got intellectual disabilities, okay? You shouldn't need to get taught that. You shouldn't need to get taught not to pace back and forth. And I see it, dude. I, I'm, I'm still an open micer. So I see this shit all the time. And without doing a course, I can recognize like, hey guy, stop looking at your shoes. Or hey guy, stop walking around in circles constantly. You know? So I don't think, if you, if you need to be taught that, it's not for you. It's not your game. And I think it's a scam. No offense to uh, these people that do these, these courses. I think these courses are a scam. I think masterclasses are a scam. Dude, I've written a joke recently about my, um, my targeted ads on Instagram. And I'm getting a lot of these masterclasses. One of them is for cooking briskets. And I'm like, hey, listen. If I want a fucking recipe, I'll just look it up at taste.com. I don't need to pay whatever the fuck a masterclass costs to fucking learn to cook a brisket. You've got, you've got Martin Scorsese teaching directing on a masterclass. And that's a stitch up. Yes, he is the Mr. Miyagi of directing. Yes. He doesn't give a fuck about you. You're a lazy motherfucker who's sitting on his couch instead of going out and really learning shit. You feel me? You're not going to become Scorsese from a masterclass. 
Judd Apatow's doing a comedy one. You're not going to write fucking whatever he's done, knocked up. You're not going to write knocked up after watching Judd Apatow's masterclass, bro. It is a stitch up. It's a scam. It's a con. You're over here thinking, dude, you're just pursuing fame and fortune thinking that Steve Martin's going to teach you how to do stand-up comedy, bro. Give me a fucking break, dude. This is, these are not, these masterclasses are not it. These masterclasses are not it. Believe me. Um, but yeah, I know how to use a microphone, bro. I've, I've done 200 and almost 270 episodes of the Welcome to the Potty podcast. I think I've, I think I've been around some mics, you know, been doing comedy for almost, oh shit. When did I start comedy? I've been doing comedy for about a year, bro. September, I think. Hold on. I'm just trying to think, dude. Maybe I started comedy just before we moved to this house. So yeah, maybe around a, around a year I've been doing comedy or maybe, am I at two years? Nah, bro, one. I'm at one year. Just over a year. And then you got to minus fucking coronavirus times. You know, I didn't do comedy for about four fucking months. That was a disaster. That was a disaster, bro. I feel like I've started again, especially after doing that gig last night. No offense, bro. That shit was. Oh, maybe that's why he was telling me how to use a microphone, cause I, cause I literally hadn't. Bro, no, no excuses for that. That's just wild advice. That was wild advice. And then I made a joke. This other dude says like, how do you get from this level to the next level? Asking me, right? And I'm like, I'm not a fucking, I'm not at the next level. I'm fucking here doing this wild gig, right? So I, instead of answering him seriously, I just made a joke and I just said, I just said like, you know, suck the right dicks, kiss the right asses. And then, dude, no offense, bro. But Peter comes in again and he says, no, 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 no. You've got to, you've got to polish your act and you've got to get really good and then you'll go up. And it's like, first of all, how vague can your advice be? I, um, listen to this. How do you get, how do you get to the NBA from here? Like, oh, dude, you just practice and you get really good. And then you, then you go to the NBA. That's what that sounded like, bro. And I'm not, I'm going to get off his back because he's a good man and he means, he means, uh, he means the very best. But, uh, I was just, I was sitting there really dumbfounded for, for, for portions of the night. <clears throat> Dude, honestly, I don't know what's going on with my throat and it's, you know, no home loans in Brunei, but dude, I need a new boom. This thing is not sitting up straight enough for me. And it's honestly, it's really giving me the shits, but I feel like, I, I feel like I can hear myself with my headphones a bit more now. All right. Um, what else have we got today, dude? Let's jump into sports. Comedy action or horror. And that's the wrong button. That's the wrong button. So let's jump in to sports.
Um, we're doing sports, bro. Did you guys see the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones shit last week? Um, it was built. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people complaining about this shit. Like, oh, they weren't even like hitting each other's heads. It looked like they were taking it easy. Yes, they're 50 year old men. I don't want to see a 50 year old man return to boxing out of retirement and get his brain shaken up. It was billed as an exhibition match and it was good. They, you know, they were pretty quality. Roy Jones didn't look quite as good as Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson was obvious, he was just throwing combos at his chest at the end, but it was a tie. It was a gentleman's agreement. Everyone's getting mad. If you put money on it, I don't even know if you could put money on it, but if you put money on it, you're an asshole, right? It's your problem, not mine, not theirs. Of course it was a draw. And the fucking undercard, dude. Lo uh, Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. And Nate Robinson clearly didn't train any defense or, or everything just went out of the window as soon as he got in there. He was scared. And Snoop Dogg said it best. He said, um, you can play football, you can play basketball. You can't play fighting. And Nate Robinson went in there and he charged it, Jake Paul, and just was copping it copping fists to the chin and he got rocked he got put to sleep yes there's memes about it and quite honestly you deserve it bro steph curry flamed him now steph steph's tweeted something like you know something nice to like before the fight something about like um you know looking forward to seeing nate do his thing or something and then nate tweets back we're gonna shock the world and then after he gets fucking slumped, Steph Curry tweeted back at that, I see no lies. And that's funny, bro. Flamed his ass. Torched this motherfucker, bro. Um, you, can, you cannot go into a boxing fight not knowing how to box, okay? You can't do that. Now... Who's the one, who's the fucking guy who used to be a wrestler who went and now he's in the UFC or something doing MMA? Oh, fuck. I forgot his name. Let's, uh, let's just Google this because this is a good point. Um, UFC from uh, WW, UFC fighter from WW. Here we go. Um, Fuck, just... No, 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 no. Sorry. He's got a stupid... He's got a stupid fucking name. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. WWE were at superstars who competed in MMA. Let's go have a look here. It's not Jeff Hardy. It's like, fuck, Batista, Sean O'Hare, Nathan Jones, Grant's Giant Silver, Ken Ken Shamrock, Albert Del Rio, Bart Gunn, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. None of these are the guy that I'm talking about. Let's what? Let's see if if I Google like worst UFC fighters. 
because I feel like he is one of the worst. Worst UFC fighters. Uh, who is the weakest UFC fighter? Kimbo. Oh, they've got Kimbo Slice in there. That's that's pretty harsh. Rest in peace, man. Oh, God damn it. I can't find this fucking guy. So it's hard to make my point if I don't even know the cunt's name, you know? But like this guy, this guy came, comes from, um, what's it called? He comes from damn WWE into UFC and he's one of the worst fighters, right? That doesn't mean that I can just go and fight him and think I'm going to do well. He would fuck me up, dude. He would body me. But do you want to know something? <laughs> I was about to make a big call to Sam. I was about to say that Jake Paul wouldn't, wouldn't have put me to sleep. And I almost believe that. I almost believe that. I've got a bigger reach than Nate Robinson, right? So I could have at least, I could have at least ran from him. Nate got fucking dropped. Um, I don't think it's brave. I think it's stupid. His ego got in the way. He's not in the NBA. He's just trying to stay relevant. And um, yeah, dude, I've, I felt sorry for him and he's okay. But I don't think that goes away. He's asleep for like three fucking minutes. That's, you know, that's, that's going to stick with that fucking guy. You know? Anyway, that was last weekend's fucking big sport event. And then, you know, NBA is coming up, bro. It's 22nd of December. That shit's happening. Who won the NBA offseason? Obviously, the NBA, the, well, the whole league, really. The whole league won. Why? They're not, they're not testing for marijuana next season or ongoing. And that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Um, is J.R. Smith still in the league? I'm not sure. He got his ring low. Was that his first or did he, did he, was he in that Cleveland team? I don't remember. Don't remember. I remember him fucking losing, losing a ring for Cleveland. <laughs> this fucking guy. But, um, the Lakers won in the off season, right? They've still got Contavious and there's not enough chit chat about the name Contavious. This guy's God given name is Contavious Caldwell Pope. Kentavious. Let that marinate, bro. Sit on that egg till it hatches. This motherfucker's name is Kentavious, bro. And my name's, you know, my name's a bullshit made up name, right? But Kentavious? That sounds like something you want to stay away from, bro. You heard about this new coronavirus? It's, apparently it's the most Kentavious disease of all time. <laughs> This fucking guy is named Contavious. Let's, he sounds like a wizard from fucking Harry Potter. Harry, we need to go and see Contavious so we can get the potion to, to open the doors of Asgard. And I know Asgard is from Thor, but I couldn't think of another word that quickly. Honestly, bro, Contavious. But they've still got him. They've got LeBron James assigned for two more years. Anthony Davis has signed. I think LeBron signed for two years for 85 million. Anthony Davis signed for five years for 190 million doll hairs. They signed Montrez Harrell from the Clippers. Serge Ibaka went from Toronto down to the Clippers. 
Um, they got uh, Lakers got uh, what's his name, Dennis Schroeder from the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, runner-up of sixth man of the year. So they got the sixth man of the year and the runner-up of sixth man of the year. They got Pau Gasol came down from Toronto. It's looking even more dangerous. They're looking even more dangerous than they did last year. So hopefully the Bulls can really take care of them. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I think they won the offseason. Uh, the most recent trade that I can think of and the most noteworthy is Westbrook from Houston to Washington for John Wall. Good Lord. And a first rounder. And that's, uh, I think Houston wins that deal. I just don't, I just, I just don't think Westbrook makes anybody around him better. Like I don't, any trade for Westbrook, I think, unless you're really trading some trash, I think Westbrook's the loser in there. You know, unless you're trading fucking like fucking Otto Porter Jr. for, for Westbrook, you know, I'd, I'd take Westbrook. No offense to, to OPJ, but let's be real, he's no Westbrook. And he's, he's past his prime. And maybe Westbrook is too. Westbrook... Westbrook's jump shot really, it never was great, but it really went to shit last season. He went full Markel Fultz on him. West Brick, they call him. That's his nickname, bro. I'd rather be called Contavious. Um, dude, I've been thinking about some of these garbage teams in the league. Uh, namely... I was going to say Minnesota. They're not bad. But Atlanta. Atlanta was pretty garbage last year. Phoenix has been trash, but they've got Chris Paul now. But like if you're Charlotte or um, who else is fucking just poo, bro? Um, hard to think of all the teams. OKC, I think, is going to be pretty poo this year. Uh, who else is just... Let's let's have a quick Google. Who will be worst NBA uh, team right now? Off-season rankings. Let's have a look at the off-season rankings. This is the N- the CBS Sports website. What's down the very bottom of this page? Come on. This is the longest article and it keeps, it's got so many pictures in it that it takes forever to fucking load. Now think about that next time you fucking write an article, you poo bags. Okay. Washington Wizards, Golden State Warriors. Sacramento, poo. Charlotte, obviously. Detroit. You know, oh, Cleveland, you know, Orlando, Knicks. If I'm any of these teams, dude, uh, you know, Bulls. Total wipeout. What? It's on shake. It's frightening. It's God exciting. It. It's just brilliant. God damn it. That was an ad. That was an ad playing. Because that that's why the fucking page took so goddamn long to... 
let's recalibrate. Let's recalibrate. What can we do to recalibrate? Easy money. All right, so <clears throat> I'm thinking if I'm one of those fucking bullshit teams, dude, let's really, let's really embrace it and let's go for media coverage. It was a shitty draft this year. What they should have done, Charlotte or New York should have signed up for the WNBA draft and should have drafted a mix of women and men and started these women. You know, equality, bro. Right? You're garbage. Everyone hates James Dolan anyway. Be like, I'm doing it for, you know, if we're gonna, if we're gonna be this bad, what how much worse could we be? Let's let's draft some women who can at least shoot the fucking ball and see how well they do in the league. Yeah, they're gonna get dunked on. They're gonna take a charge from Zion Williamson and crack their sternum. Yes, and possibly their tailbone. Maybe they'll leave the league unable to have children for the rest of their lifetime, but at least equality, you know? That's what I'd do if I was any of these teams. You know, oh, the Spurs, oh, the Spurs are progressive. They've got a female coach. Fuck that. I've got a female point guard. She starts. You feel me? Fuck the Spurs. Shout out to the Spurs though. <laughs> why would there be why would there be a WNBA? You know? You know, CPA is like certified public accountant or something like that. There's no fucking WCPA. Why are we separating? This is what is this? You know? The 1800s, this is segregation, bruh. We're all equal. Why is there a WNBA? Integrate them. Integrate the ladies into the game. That's what they want, bro. They want equal pay. Give them equal jobs. Do it. Brittany Griner, you know, I'd probably prefer to have her on my team than fucking Jared Dudley, who just signed again, who, you know, that's a bullshit signing. When you could give like, a, a young guy a chance from like Europe or the G League or something. There's G League ballers better than Jared Dudley, dude. And I think, yeah, I think that's a bullshit signing. That's what the NBL do over here in Australia. Just keep signing these old heads and you got no fucking young talent coming up. And they're like, oh, well, there's no talent to choose from. They're all in college. Yeah, because you motherfuckers don't sign anyone. They don't have another option. They've got to go to college and try and get picked up by someone overseas. You know? Jared Dudley is a bullshit signing. That's like that fucking Richard Jefferson signing, dude. Like, what the fuck was that back in the day when he was clearly past it? Richard Jefferson, dude. Never liked him. Didn't like him when he played. And now that he's a fucking analyst or whatever they call him, garbage, dude. Garbage, bruh. Reggie Miller can't stand him, bruh. Loved him as a player. At least I loved him as a player. Richard Jefferson as a player? Forgot. Um, Yeah, man. There was another thing in sports that I just saw this morning. A, uh, a high school player in Texas. I believe the, the, the school's name was Ed, Edinburgh or Edinburgh High School. He got ejected from the game, ran out on the field and decked the referee, bruh. And that's going to be his last tackle of his 
football career, bro. He's he's gonna be banned for life, bro. You you can't do that. That's wild. Dude, I've seen red before, but I've never decked a ref. That reminds me, bro. We had when I played in Townsville, I won't name the player, but he um he took a bump and he was bleeding. He needed some stitches. And the trainer was behind the bench having a good old chin wag with somebody, you know, probably, probably a bad bitch. And this player turns around and yells, hey, fuck face. <laughs> he yells, hey, fuck face at him. And first of all, it was so funny because I hadn't heard fuck face since probably seventh grade. And he called him fuck face. And he ended up apologizing later. But I was like, dude, you shouldn't have apologized for that. You're sitting there leaking out the face and this dude's trying to get some pussy. So that was pretty wild, but <clears throat> classic, classic times, bro. Classic fucking times, bro. Um, shit. I reckon we're going to finish off with Clay's reviews. I've been talking today. This is, dude, time flies when you're having fun, you know? But let's hit that, uh, that Clay's reviews that I was, that I prematurely pressed earlier. Comedy action or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes. This segment is Clay's Reviews. All right. <clears throat> now, I've been watching some shit this week, bro. I've been really, really watching some shit. So I've got a, I've got a handful of reviews to do for you. And uh, the, first, the first one that I watched was called Love the Coopers. And um, Love the Coopers... Who's in it? Ed Helms. I like Ed Helms. Um, hold on. Steve Martin. I don't remember Steve Martin being in it. Where the fuck was he? John. Anyway, Diane Keaton, John Goodman. And um, yeah, it was fine. It was about like the, um, you know, it was about family dynamics and people, you know, Oh, was Olivia Munn in it? I think Olivia Munn was in it. She, no, Olivia Wilde was in it. Olivia Wilde. I would have preferred Olivia Munn. I think she's hot. I think they're both hot. I think Olivia Munn's slightly hotter. And that's that's objectification. Um, it was about the family dynamics. All these fucked up relationships and Christmas bringing them together. And you know, I've got my gripes for Christmas. Like I stated earlier, but... You know, I thought it was cute. Was it the best movie ever? No. Was it the best Christmas movie ever? Not even close. But um, no, it was it was sweet. It was a sweet film, but nothing to fucking write home about. Five out of 10. Five out of 10 for Love the Coopers. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, Fred Claus starring Vince Vaughn. Um, and it also had that, uh, you know, pedophile rapist guy in it. What was his name? We'll, uh, we'll see it in a second. He got cancelled from House of Cards. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh, shit. They're not even listing him because he's cancelled. Holy shit. Kevin Spacey. He's like 15th build on this. But, um, yeah, Vince Vaughn, Paul Giamatti, Elizabeth Banks, who she really got some cleavage out for a kid's movie. Um... But yeah, no, it was cool. I love, you know, I love Vince Vaughn. I love how he talks. I love how quickly, I love how quickly he talks. And then he, he'll ask a question, but he won't let you finish it. And then he'll keep talking. He keep, and, he, and he's trying to be charming. He's trying to be charming. He's trying to be charming. He keeps doing stuff like that. 
And that's what I like about Vince Vaughn. He does that in every single role that he's in. Um, and, you know, he's a Chicago guy. So, you know, I've got Illinois tatted on my back. So shout out to Vince Vaughn. Um, and he's, he's Santa Claus's brother. He's Santa Claus's brother. <clears throat> and he comes in and he fucking stirs up the North, the North Pole. They do things a bit differently when Fred comes to town. Um, I liked that angle. I enjoyed that angle. So um, it was different, but it still wasn't the best fucking movie I've ever seen. So that one's a 5.5 out of 10. We're going harsh. It's the Christmas season. I've watched those Christmas movies and I'm going harsh on them. And I will. I will do that from time to time. 5.5 for Fred Claus. Uh, I also watched the Motley Crue film called The Dirt. The Dirt. Um, And Machine Gun Kelly's in it. And he's a terrible actor. And I'm going to say that off top. Um, He was... Who's the one that's got the large dick that was banging Pam Anderson? Pamela Anderson? Um, Fucking... What's his name? Tommy Lee. He was Tommy Lee in this film. And then there was the guy also... Um, with the the small mouth, he was. Remember fucking um, remember the Punisher, and he's sitting there like this, and it's like his mouth his his mouth looked like an asshole. His mouth his mouth was so small, and he's in this. He's um, Vince Neil, the lead singer. Um, and it was cool. It was a cool movie to watch. Um. Like, you know, emotional story. Uh, I, I don't know how much was true. They did at the end, like the the comparison photographs and stuff and that. I always love that. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. You know, they, they show you things about them partying and eating pussy in the middle of the party and bitches squirting across the whole room in the middle of a party and stuff. And that's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, cool. Rock and roll, bro. Um, you know, drugs, heroin, stuff like that. So, um, you know, pretty, it, it is what it is. It was expected and they did well. Machine Gun Kelly didn't need to fucking be in the ship. That's all I'll, I'll have to say. Seven out of 10 though. Seven out of 10 for fucking The Dirt. The Dirt. Now, what else did I watch? Grimsby. Yeah, I, got, I, took, I took a little break from... Uh, um. What's it called? Christmas movies. I took a little break from Christmas movies. And this movie called Grimsby's, AKA The Brothers Grimsby. Um, and it's Sasha Baron Cohen. But he it's not it's not like pranks and stuff. It's actually a scripted movie, right? Um and he's like just this dude from from like, you know, he, like this cockney fella, right? And he's just a fucking moron, and his brother's a spy. And then he ends up his long lost brother's a spy. He ends up meeting his brother again and then they do spy shit together. Um, and he, the, the spy is like smart and switched on and then he's, you know, he's just this fucking idiot but he ends up being like this really good spy or something. Um, you know, not my favourite movie. Not my favourite movie. And that one, again, is going to be a 6 point, uh, no, no, a 5.5. 5.5 for Grimsby. Um, it was funny. It had me laughing and stuff, but nothing too special. I also finished watching Birds of Prey with my girl Margot Robbie, who honestly I'd leave I'd leave my family for. And the whole movie is actually called. Listen to the title here. 
Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's what you want to call your movie, bro? That's what you want to call your movie, bruh. Minus one. You lose a point immediately off the top. The maximum you can get now is a nine because of that fucking title. Okay? Um, and honestly, this shit sucked. And yeah, yeah, you know, female empowerment. This is all about, you know, women crime, fighting crime or whatever or being crime and like anti-heroes or whatever. Um, how about making one of them ugly then? Why don't you get Rebel Wilson in there? You know? Not Melissa McCarthy. She already did Ghostbusters, which was fucking garbage. And no, it wasn't garbage because it was female Ghostbusters. It was garbage because someone made a fucking garbage movie and put females in it. Females can do good movies. Ocean's 8, poo. Bridesmaids? Fucking flames, bruh. Birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Farts. Poo, bruh. Poo. It's a fucking garbage movie, dude. Um, five. Five out of ten. D's, motherfucker, D's. Rosie Perez, she's in it. Some little Asian girl's in it. Some, like, pretty attractive black girl with a mad big face is in it. She's got, like, that Aisha Curry. Aisha Curry? Aisha Curry? Big face. She got that big face, bro. And then this girl that looks like my friend Jimmy's wife, Chantel. She looked like her. Huntress. Huntress. She looked like Jimmy's wife, Chantel, bro. She looked like Chantel's husband's, Jimmy's wife's Chantel, bro. That's what she looked like, bro. Huntress. This shit was a five out of 10, dude. And then was it one or two more? One more. One more. And it's not a Christmas movie. It's a TV show on Netflix. These were all on Netflix, I believe. Uh, the Cabin with Bert Kreischer. And I've got to tell you this, um, Bert is one of these people who means well. He means the very best. He's a friendly guy. He's a nice guy. But boy, oh boy, is this fucking guy self-centered. He's one of these people that will ask you a question because he wants to answer it himself in his version. He's got a story to tell you. So he'll say, He'll say, what did, you, what did you do last night? And you'll be like, um, he'll be like, dude, I, I did this. It's like, fuck, bro. Let someone else get a word in. And so basically the whole show is, is him interrupting people and talking about, you know, how busy his life is and how he needs to relax and how he became what he became. And just, I don't know, it was a bit self-indulgent. A bit self-indulgent and... I like Bert. I like him as a guy and as a podcaster. I don't really like him as a comedian. And I kind of don't really like him as a guy, bro, because he just won't let people talk. He won't let him talk, bro. And this show was, it was, honestly, it was pretty hard to get through because of that. And uh, I actually have to give this show a six out of 10. A six out of fucking 10, bro. 
because yeah, that was that was rough. That was rough to get through. But man, um, that's the show. We just hit an hour. We just hit an hour, and that's that's how long the show usually goes for. I guess I'm supposed to be a guest on um, some Indian dude's podcast today, and um, he hasn't hit me up with what he wants. He's starting a new podcast, and I said, you know, yeah, I'll guest on it. I'll help you out, right? And then I go, how do you want to do it on Skype? And this guy, this is this is that similar shit that I was saying earlier. He says to a guy that's done 270 episodes of his podcast, he says, actually, podcasts can be recorded on anything. Okay. Well, how do you want to fucking record it, guy? You know? He didn't tell me. So, and I'm not, I'm not messaging him. Frankly, I don't want to do it. I've got my own fucking shit to do, some editing to do, some stuff to send off. So, yeah, I don't know. Just answer the fucking question instead of trying to teach me lessons, dude. I know I can record on FaceTime or fucking, you know, Zencaster or Skype or whatever. I know that. Just tell me what you want to talk on. You know? Little brat. Now he might go listen to this because he's like, oh, I've got to figure out. I've got to figure out about this guy like that I've asked randomly to be on my show. And I don't really know anything about him. And he's going to hear me talk shit about him. And so I apologize for that. But like, honestly, make it a bit easier. I'm like three, three o'clock Adelaide time. Good. He's like, yeah. I'm like, Skype. He's like, mm, well, actually, all right. Well, actually, maybe I'm not going to be any fucking show then, guy. Think about that. Fucking nerd. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So if you sent advice in this week, sorry, I didn't get to it. Um, had a lot of talking to do, bro. Had a lot of talking to do. Had a lot of clays reviews. Haven't had that many clays reviews in a long time. Um, and I haven't had that much shit to say about Christmas all year, you know? So got all that out on the table. You know what to do. Follow Welcome to the Party on everything, please. Sign up, rate, review, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And, uh, yeah, review, rate, you don't even need a review, but rate five stars. Please rate it five stars on iTunes. I need 200 five-star ratings so I can become a reviewer, a movie slash TV reviewer for Rotten Tomatoes, and I'd love to do that, all right? Please sort that out. I love you guys. Remember to love yourselves. This is Welcome to the Potty, and as always, bang, bang. Baby, welcome to Baby, welcome to